0: And welcome everyone to another episode of The Patrick Carr Show. Thank you so much for joining us here on a Monday morning. You know, I love these Monday monologues that we get a chance to do. I say it every single week. They are so personal and almost so intimate between me and you, our audience. And they're they're special because they're always going to be positive and they're always going to hopefully bring some insight into your life to make improvements and to make you a better individual leader, more influential within your own life. And today, of course, is no different, everyone. Now, if you cannot tell before I get started, we are not in our studio today. Our company is traveling right now. We are up in Illinois outside of Chicago working with a company up here. Um, But I always want to make sure I keep my word to you. I told you for one year we're going to bring you these monologues every single Monday morning. And I'm telling you, it's Sunday night right now going into Monday morning. But I'm going to bring it to you so you know this stuff is always going to be here for you when you wake up on Monday to get your week started off right. Now, we all want to be leaders, don't we? I mean, everybody wants to be a leader in certain aspects of their life. It could be your family, your friends, your position within your company as an entrepreneur. It doesn't matter. But if you want to become a leader, you've got to have a skill set that people look at you and view you as a leader and somebody that they want to follow. Now, it is something that I have had the ebbs and flows of my life where I have been a great leader and I have other times I've not. I've fallen short. And there's some things that I've attempted to do over the past two years to improve my influence and my leadership within my own company and within my own personal life. And today what I want to do is I want to share some of those skills, some of those lessons, um, and some of the things that you can take away from this and apply within your own company, within your own department immediately to hopefully become a better leader this week. And so I want you to think about that. If there's a time where you have a choice this week, where you could take one route or you could take another, I want you to think back to this talk that you and I are gonna have right now, and ask yourself, is this gonna bring you closer to being the leader that you should be, or is it gonna bring you further away? So the first thing I wanna talk about is this, is the word empathy. You know, Empathy is not something that we oftentimes think about when it comes to leadership. You know, people want to talk about hard work or, you know, you want to talk about actually being the best at whatever it is you do. If you're the best basketball player, then obviously you may be the leader of that team. Empathy is not oftentimes discussed, but it is something that if you are struggling with leadership within your organization, that will allow you to make an immediate impact that's going to benefit you, your company, and the people around you. Let me explain. You know, if you've got people in your company that are not performing to a level that you need them to, maybe you're a sales department and your team is just not selling like they need to, there is probably a reason for that. Now you have options in how you can handle it. You can quote, crack the whip if you want, and you can make them feel like, hey, listen, you know what? You're just underperforming. You're You're not adhering to what the goals that we had, or you can try to figure out through empathy why that is happening. See, it's so tough oftentimes for leaders because you probably got somewhere where you're at now if you're in a position where you're looking after people, you're in a department where you're a manager, an entrepreneur, because you were judged and judge yourself based on performance. And so trying to have empathy for a lack of performance can sometimes be something that is very difficult to do. It just doesn't compute with how you got to where you're at right now. And so we have to understand this one thing is that Oftentimes, the people in front of you haven't had the same life experience that you have. And without that life experience, what they're going to do is view the problem and the situation differently than you. And if they're viewing it differently, it would behoove you to understand how and why. Why are they looking at the situation like they are? Why aren't they performing within your business or why aren't they performing within their department? It may not be a lack of effort, knowledge, willpower, or even understanding, it may be a lack of resources. And until you understand and attempt to have empathy with that individual, you're going to fail. Because as soon as you have empathy, what people believe to understand is that you're right there with them, that you're attempting to understand their feelings, understand the problem, and you're trying to solve it from their eyes. It's the most impactful way that you can begin to understand people and you can begin to make a change within your organization and how people view you within your organization. So put away your pride and have empathy for the people around you. Empathy is not sympathy, everyone. Don't get them confused. You're not feeling sorry for anybody and you're not giving somebody a break who doesn't deserve it or giving somebody mercy when they don't deserve that. What you're doing is attempting to figure out how they are looking at the problem. You may not be, and you shouldn't be, the smartest person in the room. So for one minute, take a second and think to yourself, maybe they know something that I don't know. And if you can, put that pride away and take that into account that you're going into the conversation thinking that they may know something you don't. You're more apt to learn something and take it away that's going to allow you to make changes within the organization and people begin to look at you as somebody they can trust, identify with, and somebody that is going, to listen to them. And that brings me into the second thing that I want to talk to you about here today. Maybe the most important when it comes to leadership and the most often overlooked, and that is your ability to listen. You know, as, as leaders within an organization or those who are attempting to be, we definitely want to command a room. You want to walk into a presentation. You want to be the person that somebody looks at. You want to be the individual that they they go, man, this guy, he sounds professional. and sounds like he's going to rally the troops and I want to get behind him. But truly, the most impactful thing you can do as a leader is to listen. I want to give you an example of this. And I volunteered previously at an organization called New Hope for Kids in Orlando, Florida. And this organization, what they did is they provided grief counselors, and that's what I was, for children who had lost someone tragically in their life. You know, somebody who overdosed on fentanyl, their father gets tragically shot and killed and these young men and women between the ages of I think it was about 4 and 17 would show up and I would get paired with one of these two one of these people and for an hour we would go around this building and we play games or art and I was surprised when I was getting my training cuz I thought man I'm just going to have great conversations with them I'm going to you know it's going to be awesome you know being able to relate to them and if they bring something up I'm going to be able to talk them through it and I said that's not what you're going to do at all Patrick What you're going to do is you're going to mirror what those children say over and over and over again. Now, for those of you who may not be familiar, what mirroring is, is a child would come to me and they would say, today we went to Publix before school because I needed to get breakfast. Um, And to which I would reply to them and go, today you went to school or you went to Publix before school because you needed to get breakfast. I would repeat back to them, mirror to them exactly what they would say. Now, for some people, you would think, boy, that's going to be a terrible conversation, isn't it? Trying to have that conversation with a seven or eight year old and all you're doing is mirroring it back. I mean, that doesn't go anywhere, but you'd be very, very surprised. See, what a lot of people don't understand is that most individuals just want to be heard. They want someone to listen to what they have to say, and they want you to know that you are listening to them. We go through life wanting people to pay attention to us and then not receiving any feedback that they actually are. And so what I found was amazing is that the more I listened to these kids and I actually just repeated it back and showed them that I was actively listening to them, the more that they opened up and the more they became conversational with me. And that conversation led them to showing me parts of themselves and what the emotions that they were going through and how they were feeling about the problem, than I ever could have gotten with my own wit and by talking to them. People want to know that you are listening to them, they want to know that their opinions are heard. And if you can do that by a simple mirroring exercise or by doing what I'm about to talk about right now, then what you're going to do is you're going to have an organization that looks at you as somebody who cares. And if you have empathy and you show people that you care, that is leadership 101. If you don't want to mirror, the other option is this, especially works during an argument or when you're having a disagreement with a colleague, employee, even someone in your personal life, okay? Husband, wife, son, or daughter. And it's very difficult sometimes to put your pride away to do this, but it will work. If, you have, if you're in the middle of that disagreement or maybe there's just something that's not clicking between you and someone else, ask the question this way turn to them and you know you, you look at them you go, I want to make sure I'm understanding this. Um, if I understand you correctly, this is what you were saying. And you need to tell them what they are saying. Interpret it as you are seeing it and make sure they understand, okay, hey, listen, all right, this is what I, okay. And then what they're going to do is they're going to correct you. They're going to say, no, no, no. It's not that, you know, I don't like that you do, uh, that you wait to do the dishes. It's that you don't do them at all. You're like, oh, okay, well, now we've got a disagreement about that. Once you repeat to somebody how you are interpreting their information, you give them an opportunity to correct you. And then once corrected, you say that back. What you've done is you've shown somebody not only that you listen, but that you genuinely care about their opinion. Does that mean you agree with it? No. What you are doing is telling them how you are interpreting what they're saying. This skill right here is extremely difficult because you must put yourself in the other person's position. But what it will do is it will, innocently, provide you with insight into how they are feeling. Sure, you may not like that, you may not agree with it, you may cringe when you have to say it. But when you do, and you see that that person is recognizing you're listening to them, all of a sudden the guard begins to go down and you can begin to work on finding solutions for one another rather than continuing to focus on the problem. Mirror people, listen to people. And of course, don't be afraid to ask that question, am I interpreting this correctly? And tell them how you are interpreting what they are saying. Those things right there are going to show people that you're definitely listening to them. Next, when you're out there and you're trying to grow a business, there's one thing you can expect to happen, and that's problems, everybody. My friend, uh, Patrick Fingles over at Leap, he calls them happenings. And I always thought that was kind of neat how he puts that because as he puts it, problems are always going to happen. So if you know that they are going to happen, they're not something that is coming out of the blue. The example he uses that I've used on the show before is that, you know, your tires are made of rubber and nails are made of metal. And so, hey, listen, what do you think is going to happen when your tire goes over a nail? It's going to get a puncture in it. Now, does this happen all the time? Of course it does. It's a happening. It's not a problem. It's supposed to happen to somebody. But what we do is we interpret that it's only happening to us. The worst of the problem, it's all on us and it's piling on us. No, it's not. Everybody in this world has problems that are happening to them. And so it's how you interpret what is happening to you that's going to make the biggest change. Now, this is an area that I struggle with consistently. When a problem happens, I tend to get upset. I tend to get angry. All right? But I want you to understand this. There's no big problem with getting angry. Not in my opinion. In fact, sometimes what that can do is it can light a little bit of a fire under your ass and get you moving. And that's not a terrible thing here, everyone. But what it is a problem is that when you do have happenings that happen in your life, do you dwell on the problem itself or do you quickly move into finding solutions for it? This week, I would challenge you. You know during your day there are going to be things that happen that are unexpected. There are going to be things that come up that you didn't want to see happen. They're not going to go the way you wanted them to. Someone's going to call out of work when they shouldn't. They're not going to do what they said they were going to do. You're going to be the beneficiary of somebody screwing you over. You know it's going to happen to you. So make a deal with yourself now that knowing that is going to happen, it doesn't mean you're not going to get upset. But it means you'll quickly turn to finding a solution for the problem rather than focusing on that, uh, on that problem itself, on that happening. I've said before in previous episodes, and in case it's your first time joining us, the most important thing you can do when that happening <laughs> occurs is you want to ask this question, what do I need right now? What do I need right now? And so if it means that you lost a deal, you probably need another deal. You can't focus on the one that you've lost. What you need right now is you need to close more. If you've lost an employee from your company, someone doesn't show up, what do you need? I need this work to get done. Automatically by asking that question, what do I need right now? You're going to focus on the solution rather than the problem. Things are going to happen to you this week. Don't focus on what's happening now. Focus on what you're going to do to solve it immediately, and your life is infinitely going to become less complicated than it currently is. Now, I think we can agree that if you're going to focus on solving the problem, that's going to take action. You know, a lot of people out there are leaders in their own mind. They're leaders because they think of things that they should do, they should say. They they would do it better if they were the ones that were in charge. We've all heard that before, right? Monday morning quarterbacks, if you will. But if you want to be good in your life, you want to become a better, more impactful leader, someone that people will follow, you have to take action. You have to do things that other people are unwilling to do with the understanding that you're going to screw up sometimes and get them wrong. If you're in a situation now in your company where you've been putting off a decision, you haven't been doing something because you're not 100% sure on it, I want to give you permission. I want to encourage you to do something today. It may not be huge, it may not be big, but take action on something. If you're considering implementing a new CRM, then darn it, why don't you just make the call and implement it? The worst thing that can happen is that you know what, you make a wrong decision. But what you will be is one step closer to making the right decision. This means that you now have gone ahead by process of elimination, figured out what the problem was so that you can solve it. If you sit there and you put it off even more, you're paralyzed by indecision and nothing happens, nothing changes. In the meantime, your competition is innovating, changing and making more impact because they're willing to take action. The only reason you're not taking action is because you're scared of being wrong and what that might cost you. But what it's costing you to do nothing right now far exceeds what it's going to be to be wrong. That doesn't mean you have to be hasty in your decisions. It doesn't mean you don't have to do research. But you know when you've been putting something off because you're just scared of being wrong. And other people will see that in you. No one's going to follow a leader who's afraid of being wrong. What they do is they say, hey, listen, I want to follow someone. I want to be led by someone who's willing to take a chance on themselves, what they believe in. And when you do that, people look at someone and go, that's someone that I want to go to battle with. That's someone I want to be in the trenches with, not someone who can't make up their mind. So if you're going to be a better leader this week, then begin to take action. And it will start within your own life. If there's something you've been putting off in your own life, some commitment that you've been putting off and making to yourself, I promise that you're breaking even to yourself, then stop doing that. Because as soon as you become a person of action within you personally, you'll become a better individual of action to the people around you. Because what you'll do is you'll embody the fact that you are someone who does something when they say they're going to do it. And when you do that, other people are going to see you start to do that in your life. And they're going to begin to look at you as, okay, this is a person that I can trust is going to make things happen for me right now. Become an individual that takes action Stop being paralyzed by anxiety, your fear of being wrong, or a fear of losing, a fear of not being good enough. Stop. Because the only way you're going to improve and become closer to the solution that is right is by taking action now and then adjusting to where you need to adjust. All right. And the last couple things I want to review with you here as we go into the week um, you know, one of the most important things you can do as a leader is set expectations within your company, department, family, group of friends. It does not matter. Expectations are going to be huge, and those expectations have to be clearly laid out. Ambiguity is the quickest way to ensure that your product or service is inconsistent and that people look at you as somebody that cannot keep their word. Now, if you're the head of a department in sales and your sales team is up and down, it's up and down, and there's no consistency, that is not your sales team's problem. That is you as a leader who's unable to consistently set expectations and hold people to them. And you have to begin to ask yourself, why? And I'm going to tell you the most important thing is because you're not holding yourself accountable. What you're doing is you're blaming others within your organization and not taking accountability for the fact that you're a poor leader. You know, I started an organization, a large roofing contractor, and during my training, I've told this story before, I was able to sit in on the department, and, and sitting in my third day or so, there's about 15 guys who are sales reps in this separate department, and the sales manager gets up and he goes, you know, how many deals have you closed this week, and how many have you basically, how many deals have been built, building roofs, so that means these ones closed, and these ones were built, and you he, go around, and someone would say two sold, and three got built this week, and He went around to everybody, and after every single person, he would go, terrible, terrible, terrible. Every single person, he'd write their numbers up there on a board and say, terrible. But what he didn't do is, when he got around to himself, go, most terrible. Because if your team is underperforming consistently, it's because the expectations are not being set, that people aren't being held accountable to things, and you're not clearly acknowledging the fact that you're not giving the people the tools they need to succeed. If your team is not doing what it needs to do, it is not the team's fault. It is 100% your fault. And the sooner you get that through your head, the more apt you are to make the changes that are necessary to communicate expectations clearly, that that way you can begin to change where you're at right now. Do not get it confused, everybody. It is not your team's fault. It never is. It is always going to be the leader's fault of why you don't make it. Does Tiger Woods blame his caddy when he doesn't win? Did Kobe Bryant blame, you know, I don't know, the guy, third guy on the bench? No, blamed himself. And as a leader, you take that responsibility on. And so the first thing I'm going to tell you is exactly that. Now, how we can solve that, we're going to talk about in a different episode. What do we do once we recognize that? But the most important thing I would ask you to do is use our first couple things that we spoke about. Begin to listen. Show empathy. But then you have to clearly set expectations and understand that if people are not meeting them, you have failed as a leader right now. And that's going to change your whole perspective and how you treat people and how you treat the happenings that are happening to your team. They're not problems. They're happening because you are not clearly being a leader that somebody is looking at and going, okay, we're going to follow this because we clearly understand what the expectations are. Get better with how you're leading your team. This is how you do it. Clearly identify what needs to be what needs to happen. What is expected. All right. And the last thing I want to go over is something that I take a lot of pride in and that is servant leadership, everyone. Servant leadership is probably the quickest way to turn your organization around in my opinion. You know, I'll go into an organization and I see people that respect the individual at the very top, that leader that we all look up to. Do you think that person is afraid to if they're a roofing company, get on top of the roof. Do you think that if they are a manufacturing company, they're afraid to get out there into the, um, into the warehouse? If they're a delivery company, they're afraid to get up into the truck. If they're medical device sales, do you think that they're afraid to get out there and make a sale themselves? Of course not. Servant leadership is doing the thing that you manage or that you own or that you're in charge of. And saying, I'm not above that. And when you do this, people will look at you as somebody that they respect. And when you respect someone, you'll listen to what they have to say. So many times I see people that get put into a position of power or responsibility. And all of a sudden, the things that they should do or that they used to do become beneath them. You know, I'm not going to do this because that's somebody else's job. No, it's not. Pick up the slack and do it yourself. You know, people have asked me before, why do I come out here to Illinois and why do I shoot the video with everybody alongside? Well, it's because I believe that it's good to show people that we're out here and that I do it too. It's not just our team that does an amazing job. It's that, hey, listen, I'm willing to pick up a camera or run up a ladder or be out there in the hot sun. And I, my hope is that the people who work for this company will see that and go, I'm not above anything. And you're not either. And if you sit there and you wonder, why don't I have the respect or why don't people on my team look at me as somebody that takes action or somebody that cares, or why don't they look at me the same that they used to, you need to ask yourself, when's the last time you got out there and you did it? When's the last time you spent time with the people that make it happen within your company? When's the last time you picked the ladder up off the truck and put it against a home or business? When's the last time you put a nail and a hammer together and made something happen with your hands? Or are you too busy barking up orders, telling people they're terrible, telling them they're not good enough? Meanwhile, you're not actually doing what you used to do in your company. It's become, well, you've become too good for it. You don't have enough time for things like that. There are too many other precedents to take in your company. You don't, you're not about servant leadership anymore. You're, well, you're above that now. Don't be. Pick up the bag. You know, go buy lunch for some people go out there and work alongside the people that are making it happen in your company show them that you do genuinely care about the well-being of your own company of them of what they go through you know i never want someone to look at me and go hey listen you know what it's 105 degrees out pat you don't get it i get it because i'm there too and so whatever you do make sure that people know you understand and you empathize with their position And as we said earlier with empathy, one of the quickest ways you can show that is when you're alongside somebody and you can feel the exact same pain, you can understand the same complications that they are dealing with. And so as usual, I hope that really comes together here for you and some of the ways this week that you can make such an amazing impact on the people around you to become a better leader, to unlock the leader within yourself. Because some of these things I've got a real feeling you know how to do. You've just not done them in a while. You know how to show somebody empathy. You know how to listen. You know how to expect when problems are going to happen and move towards a solution. These are things you understand. You know how to be a servant leader and get out there and do them. You know you're not above what anyone else does, but you become a little bit lazy. And so what I want to do here is I want to encourage you to stop that laziness. Get out there this week and do those things that are going to unlock the leader that you have within yourself. And if we can do that, I think we're all going to be in a better place come Friday going into next weekend. Uh, next weekend will be my birthday, so looking forward to that. But, of course, I will be with you all next Monday for another Monday monologue. Um, these are just a few things, everybody. You know, If you've got some other stuff that you can think of, some some ways to unlock that leadership within yourself, within an organization, then please share them in the comments. We always love to hear that or shoot us a message directly on any of our social media platforms. Facebook, Instagram, wherever you might find us here. Uh, We always appreciate y'all joining the show here on a Monday morning or whenever you find this episode. Make sure you tune in, subscribe, and like. We do appreciate that so that we can bring you more content to hopefully bring some insight and some positive vibes into your life to improve, make you a better leader in this case, but more importantly, just make you the best person that you can be in this world. Go out there and tackle the week, everybody, and thank you so much for joining us here on the Patrick Carr Show. Until next time.